and Jules. This is the Nick and Jules podcast. It's the final countdown. Until we just do a uh, acapella version of it for three minutes to start. <laughs> do you think there's any acapella groups out there that are good enough to do the song and then get called for copyright infringement? No. <laughs> All right. It's an <laughs> open, shut conversation. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, plenty it of- is funny, though, because we start... Uh, we started our shows with singing and harmonizing. We're trying right. to. Although today we went for all going the same note. Uh, is that not the same thing? Uh, maybe I don't know what harmonizing, harmonizing is. like when you go up or you go oh, is down it? on the note. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just you all hold the same thing because you're trying to be, that's like living in harmony you're is all, living in yeah. unison. You're all holding a note, but then if you're all going for the same note, then so, there's so no what's beautiful call, harmony. So what? So no harmony for all So you sing something. That's a harmony. We are right. singing in unison. <laughs> Didn't think you'd get um, singing chat or any singing on this podcast, did you? I assumed we'd have some. But not that much. <laughs> Eventually. I, so wait, so if we if that's harmony, what mm-hmm. were we doing this morning then? We were all singing the same note. Is there a word? For, is there like a sing- just not a harmony? <laughs> just not a har- oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. I would Learning probably, musical things yeah, one day at a time. I would argue that we probably weren't even hitting the same note this morning as well. No, no. So, so in that way, maybe- We're all off key. Yeah. Unless you all have perfect pitch, it's always a harmony. There you go. Yep. That's, cool. that we need to get be, Matt in to do, you know, the third part. Technically true. Uh, on mm. the show today, we have the CEO of L-I-F-E. E-D-U, life Education, the Harold guy. Life Ed, as they're now called. It's been years since the old Harold has been around, and I have not appreciated any of those years with him in my life because I didn't mm. know about Healthy Harold. You don't know what you've got if you don't have it. Um, That's right. It turns out he never went anywhere. still out there. Yeah. They say 700,000 kids. We touched on that in this interview. Oh, my goodness. And the amount of, like, giraffe references that he has in the chat is very entertaining. He knows his market. Yes. This man does. Yep. Uh, we also chat to a friend of yours, Jules. <laughs> so, yep, I've been using a dating app, Bumble, you might be familiar, mm. with finding friendships in a new place, new town, rah, rah, rah. So, weirdly, this friend, who I'd met once, agreed to talk to us about this experience Which on that, live radio. To be honest, pretty big, because I would not have expected, because... And you would have this experience as well, where because we are, you know, we're in radio, we do other stuff, like we host things, we can publicly speak. We, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but a lot of my friends are also in a position where they either do that or they're like, you know, maybe they do comedy or they can speak in front of people. So they're very outgoing. Generally, yeah. But generally most people don't like doing that. No. So the fact that you found someone that was happy to come on the show after hanging out with you for like one afternoon. I know. And I was expecting when I texted her and said, hey, you free to chat on the radio for her to fully ghost me or say, no, thank you. I'm not comfortable wow. with that. Have you, since we chatted to her, mm. have you? We've had a text exchange. Oh, that's good. And a catch up is still on the cards. Still on the cards. Mm-hmm. Have you got one locked in or it's just locked off? in? Well, you're going to have to listen to it, find out. Mm. Is on the cards, does that mean it's a possibility or does that mean locked in? Oh, is it pencil? Is it pen in the diary? Locked I feel in? like lo- on the cards. On the cards? Like, but you can move the cards. Like if something comes up for her between now and yeah. the date. Does the phrase on the cards come from tarot cards where it's like, it might mean this? Sure. We'll go with that. Let's t- yeah. Let's look up the definition. I would be interested in talking about that on the show tomorrow. We'll do some phrases. We'll do some more singing. What else have we got on? Uh, we want to know how much you cost your work. Did you have a stuff up where there was a bit of a price tag attached because you did something and it's just going to cost them an absolute bomb to make up for your mistakes? Yeah. Awkward. 
Fun, though. Fun calls. Some great calls. A British Airways flight attendant cost the airline quite a bit of cash after his accident on his very first day. It's rough. Hey, let's jump into the pod right now. Bye. Robert Pattinson, he's been talking about his role as the Batman recently. He starred in that film that came out last year. Oh, yeah. This is the old version of the Batman music, but I think it's still... Uh, I think he's got the jawline for Batman. You think he does? Yep. I'm just looking at a picture of him right now. It's nice and squared, nice and chiseled. He's, yep. It's a handsome man. It's a, it's a glow up from Twilight Days. Oh, certainly. He's a little less shiny in the Batman, but he's been talking about how he got ready for the role recently, because I think they're also talking about getting him in for a sequel, getting another a second one done. Right. He's done that well. Yeah. He talks about how he didn't get ripped. He says he didn't really work out for the role. Oh, brag. Which is, yeah. I mean, it's like, all right, cool. I guess you're just kind of a jacked guy anyway. Congratulations, yeah, Rob Pattinson. Talks about how he doesn't think that uh, Batman needed to be super masculine. But the thing that I have had stand out to me, Jules, is that Rob, Robert Pattinson has admitted that in order to get his body ready, mm-hmm. yeah, he didn't work out, yeah. but to get his body ready and to get himself shredded and to lose a little bit of weight, he used a detox diet where for several weeks leading up to shooting, he only ate boiled potatoes and Himalayan pink salt. <laughs> Just potatoes only and p- salt. The potato only diet with a, a pinch of salt. Just a very, that's a dense, just, just mashed potatoes. That's bland. And pink salt. Jeez, he's a quirky dude with his diet. I remember... He, did some like weird pasta thing a couple of years ago. Like mean? during lockdown, he like ate pasta with sugar and pre-sliced cheese in a microwave. For a diet? Yeah, yeah. For a while. I don't know why he was doing it, but I think the internet was laughing at him. Robert Pattinson needs to, obviously for these movies, they get paid a lot of money to have nutritionists and stuff consulting for their actors to get them looking good. Yes. I think they need to be checking credentials yes. because someone has got to tell Robert Pattinson's nutritionist, what is like, do they, do they know what a carb is? I don't think he has a nutritionist. I don't think, like, even though he's got squillions of dollars he could rub yeah. together, he wouldn't contact anyone because he thinks clearly he knows best. Robert Pattinson does have the vibe of a kid who's wandered into the kitchen unsupervised by mummy and daddy and has just been like, oh, I like, I like mashed potatoes. I like potatoes so much. I'm not going to taste anything else. I don't need to taste anything yeah, else. Supposedly, it's actually an incredible detox. Which is fair, I suppose makes sense, because you're literally just eating a starch for two weeks. He says he lost tons of weight. Okay, well, this is having the opposite effect. Now I want to buy some potatoes. You want to go buy, you head to Woolies after the show. Can and I see add it with this... butter, though, to make it a little bit more palatable? Uh, no, you can have it with Himalayan pink salt. Oh, okay. Which, I don't know, <laughs> I guess I'm not a salt connoisseur, but is, pink, is Himalayan pink salt any different to regular table salt? Would I would it, I notice a difference? I'm looking to produce a mat. It sounds it looks... like the top of the table, the top of the dinner table. Yeah, I suppose sprinkle. he's got that Batman money. He can afford to get the good salt, can't he? <laughs> Jules, in an effort to make new friends, you have resorted to one of the more untraditional methods. Sure. Uh, using a dating app to try and make friends online. It's a bit strange, but, you know, testament to you, it, it's worked. You know, you've, you've had some friend meetups on the weekend. Yes. Uh, one of which was, uh, you said to me off air, successful. You think it went pretty well? I think so. Yeah, okay. And I want to. I do want to hear about how it went, because I... I'm a little curious and very curious, actually, but I also don't think that we're going to get the true picture of how it went by asking you, because obviously- you're What gonna, do you mean? Well, you're going to talk yourself up, aren't you? Oh, yeah. You're I'm going to say like, I'm wonderful friends. Oh, I was so charming. I had all the jokes and I don't, I'm just like, I, you know. You I'm don't gonna, believe me. You've listened to the show. I'm the one with the jokes. Oh, so it's, fine. We're, uh, we are at the moment joined by one of your possible new friends. Her name shall not be revealed. Let's call her Steph, because, you know, she hasn't- I guess, decided whether or not she wants to give you the real name. She trusts me. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, good morning and welcome to the show, Steph. 
Hello. Hey, Steph. It's good to talk to you again. <laughs> this, this, it feel, it feels like a bit of an awkward tension. I understand, I though, Steph. It's a, it's a, it's a weird position to be put in to meet someone, make a friend, and then be like, "Hey, would you yeah. come and very briefly, quickly talk about our fleeting friendship on radio?" True. <laughs> After essentially a first friendship date. But... Um, so I'll do a quick interview of Steph, if that's okay with you, Jules. Also, I have to shut up now. Okay. Well, fine. you can chime in from time to time. But Steph, tell me, what did, what did you and Jules do on the weekend? <laughs> So we just went, had a little picnic, BYO snack sort of situation right. and just chatted. Yeah. And then we checked the time and it was three hours since we'd started. Okay. So Great sign. I you feel know. like, yeah, conversation was flowing. Yeah. What sort of stuff did We're you talk about, Steph? Oh, too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Too you, you, three hours, you can cover a lot of, lot of stuff in that time. Oh, yeah. We oh, went through yeah. a fair a few topics. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And you used Bumble That's BFF it. before. Yes, oh. yes. How, how, so how's it going in, in past, Steph? <laughs> um, not too bad. Pretty much similar. Um, mm. I would say that our conversations went longer than a lot of other days. Oh. So there is potential. There is potential. <laughs> there was a time where was you mentioned there? there was a not so good one. Oh, um, one time we met up and there was just, she brought a friend. She said, oh. um, do you mind if I bring my friend? And I felt like I was a bit of a third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? And it feels like that sort of defeats the purpose of what you've both set out to exactly. do on this on a friendship oh, dating app. Absolutely, like bringing reinforcements. <laughs> yeah, and I so I assume that the friendship didn't get a second f- mate date. Oh no, she hasn't messaged me back. <laughs> oh. So it does still have there the awkward, awkward parts of dating. Silences. But yeah. do you feel, Steph, like it's similar to putting through like a dating profile where you're like, do I put up the right photos? Am I messaging yeah. too often? Do you feel those same pressures with the dating world? Um, a little bit. Like, if you don't keep that messaging going, it just fizzles out into nothing. Oh, yeah. It's really. all about communication. Yeah. You've got to put mm-hmm. the effort in. You've got to put the time, show yep. you care. Um, oh, 100%. How do you, uh, actually, maybe, maybe this one's for you, Jules. How does yeah. Steph market herself? What, what's on her profile that made you go, oh, she's interesting? I think we have oh, a lot God. of things in common. Sure. Um, oh, you're also a radio. You want the, <laughs> the rival radio stations. <laughs> We had a life no. for different sports. We had, okay. you know, interest in different activities, going out, hanging out with new people. And I think she showed that she was open enough for this sort of thing. So I thought, hell yeah, hang out with her. This does start to feel like almost a rose ceremony <laughs> situation. Well, funny you mentioned that. Okay. Of course, you both love The Bachelor, don't you? No. Oh, you're not. You're no. anti-reality <laughs> TV, I don't Steph. know that no, about you. Do not watch The Bachelor. <laughs> well, I was going to say I can't Jules wait to heavily... hang out with on Thursday, but maybe not if you don't Jules... like The Bachelor. <laughs> Jules is heavily pro. I'm with you, Steph. I've sort of, you know, I've usually got something else. I've, I've got other stuff to do with my time. That's oh, fair. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's the healthy part of a relationship. You both got to like different things. You're going to have your yeah. separate things. Yes. And you know what? Jules has her friends for watching that stuff. Not many of them because it's The Bachelor, but she's got a she's got a separate group. And when you want to hang out with someone and rag on The Bachelor, Nick, then you can borrow Steph. I will, and, we'll, oh, and Steph, absolutely. you know, I, I wish nothing but I'll give you uh, this audio based rose. I hope nothing but the best for you and Jules going forward, and maybe down the track, hey, if things go well, I might meet you in person. Who knows? I accept that rose for hey. sure. All right, she gets. She's seen enough of the show to yeah, understand it. it. Beautiful, Steph. Thank you so much for joining us. No worries. I feel for this person. This person has a housemate that is enjoying their love life a bit too much, maybe a bit too loudly in a share house. Not my housemates because old Nick is on a dry spell. So. <laughs> this, right. this guy, he's uh, clearly frustrated mm. and he wants to get some decent shut eye, but there's clearly been too many um, visitors in this revolving door of this house. God. So what he's done, he's posted on Reddit a, a sign that is printed out, stuck this sheet of paper and a pen 
uh, on his roommate's door. I'm going to pass you mm. the sign. Take a look at that. Okay. Uh, all right. Isaac's, I mean, we'll, and we'll put this up at our Instagram. Yep. Uh, Nick and Jules put on the story there. It says, Isaac's post-coital survey. This is for quality assurance, quality and improvement. Please answer honestly. Yeah, there's a pen hanging down so people can fill out any visitors. Considerate. I think a lot of people, more people in uh, the modern day need to be considering constructive feedback. <laughs> Opens up on a, on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being completely satisfied. How satisfied were you, ex, uh, were you expecting to be? Oh, so mm. this is sort of a pre What I love pre-survey. about this scale is, um, it goes to six. Well, he's realistic, isn't he? It's, it's not going to be higher than I'm six. not, I mean, I, I, I'm aware of my own limitations in the bedroom. I'm, I'm not giving, I'm not delivering a 10 most of the time. The second question, how would you describe your satisfaction with this interaction? Not at all satisfied, slightly satisfied or somewhat satisfied. Okay. Again, we're not really... Not really aiming high, are we? No, we're if somewhat not. satisfied is the. Would you say somewhat satisfied is better than slightly satisfied? Uh, only I just, just, only just. Oh, and finally, right. are you planning to return in the future? Circle one, absolutely not. Possibly, I prefer not to answer. There's also a handy ruler for reference. Oh well, that's just unfortunate. <laughs> well, it's also a weird place to put a ruler. This is a lot of effort. Paper. This well, housemate, who's clearly frustrated with the lack of shut eyes, gone to. Why are you oh. staring intently at the ruler? This, why am I staring into yes. the rule? I'm just wondering how much of the ruler I would need. Ah, fair enough. But, yeah. you know, it's an interesting strategy. Um, I imagine if you left several copies, maybe it looks like it's been um, strewn off and someone else has filled it out. It would be mm. a deterrent for any love interests. Oh, so this is the, sorry, this is the housemate that's put it up on, uh, on, on behalf. The, Right, sorry. Isaac. I thought this was genuinely the dude who had been having the loud sex. I thought no, this was no, something no. he did. I just thought he didn't think much of himself. <laughs> this is a housemate getting back. Oh, that That's makes right. so much more sense. It's brilliant. Oh. So I will keep you updated. Uh, and if Isaac has any uh, any affairs, we will let you know. I um, They do the census across Australia every few years. They do. And I do like to, when we see the information off the back of that. I think they need to be asking these questions. You want to fold out. You want an extra part that has the post-coital survey. I want to know the next census, uh, how everyone is, uh, if they're planning to return in the future, are they satisfied with this interaction? <laughs> and I would like to know the average penis size of an Australian. If you want to get away with crime, hey, good news, you've come to the right place. Maybe. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe. Okay. Welcome, now, all potential criminals. I don't encourage crime 100%, but I do say, I sometimes I understand there's a time and a place for it. Um, okay. I'd love to hear this. I think this isn't what the story is about. This is just a belief that I have. I think that if, you know, maybe. If you're clever enough to get away with it. No, <laughs> not necessarily. But I'm <laughs> thinking, you know, if you're in a really tough situation in life and you know, if you're at the self-serve, for example, and you put something through or something doesn't get, you know, weighed properly, mm. I think that's fair play. Yep, that's sure. a That's low-level crime, though. Went up on the Gold Coast, has gotten away with something a little bit more, or at the very least, they're trying to, Jules. They're trying right. to. So a couple, uh, partner, and uh, so Richard and Anne, they were caught on a traffic camera. Uh-huh. Um, it looks like Anne, she was in the passenger seat. It looks like she was wearing her seatbelt incorrectly. Anne, come on, mate. Along with that comes a $1,078 fine mm, up in Queensland. I don't painful. Know not great, but they're trying to get out of it. They're trying to not have to pay it because in the photo, because the angle that Anne is sitting on, and I, <laughs> and this is a very strange the angle. way to be sitting, the way she's sitting in the passenger seat, she's got her feet up on the dashboard oh, right. and, and the camera angle is right up her skirt <laughs> and you can see what's going on. How camera get there? Well, I didn't know that the government had such a high quality camera sitting over the bridges, but they're trying to now say, because when they, when they send you the fine, they also send a picture to prove that, Hey, we're not just making this up. This is, 
this is you doing the crime. This is you, so try and weasel your way out of this. So Richard and Anne are now saying, well, no, this is indecent exposure. This is inappropriate. No, it's no, disrespectful. No. I'm not paying the fine. We will not be prosecuted for this because oh. what you've done is way worse. Right, than what we've done or what Anne has done, which, isn't, which is not wearing the seatbelt. Right. And they're trying to get away with it. And I, I like the move, though. You like it. So I think what? it's good because I think that means that if we were to commit crimes in general now, as long as we did it in a way where we maybe, uh, women are lucky because they can, you can, you, you have the option to both wear skirts. Well, you can wear skirts, true. <laughs> Not many men doing that. Men can wear kilts. I was going to say, you can, uh, if you wanted to, you can yep. also slip a nip. Not many guys, like. <laughs> Is this a shopping list of things you can do to get out of crime? It might be. I'm saying if, if you're midway through committing a crime and yep. someone's there to snap some evidence. Yes. All you've got to do is have a slight wardrobe malfunction. And then I think you've got a case in court. Great. Now, I don't know if they're going to have to pay the fine, but I'm saying if your back's up against the wall, pull the skirt up for a man, <laughs> pull the pants down and zip, unzip the fly. It's not going to work every time, but it's worth the odds. How much did you cost your work? A very unfortunate situation where first day on the job for an airline worker, he cost the business $90,000. $90,000 uh, accidentally set off the emergency slide bottom <laughs> yeah. airplane uh, for British Airways. That's a that's a rough first day. Oh yeah, no sometimes bouncing you, back from that. Sometimes you stuff up though at work. Yep. Bad things happen. Yep, I, I understand. It's uh, and some of them times they have a bit of a dollar value attached to them. Let's head to the phones right now. Lauren from Jackass Flats. Lauren, good morning. And how much did you cost your work? Good morning. Uh, so myself and two of my colleagues decided to take a work car one day. We were heading south. And uh, we got in there and we went, oh, it's empty. And that's unusual. Normally, we've got to bring back the car and they'll be fully filled and all that stuff. Sure. Like, oh, it's a hybrid, so we'll drive it to the coffee shop first because that's the priority. Of course. Um, and then we'll go to the fuel station and fill it up. Mm-hmm. So we got to the fuel station and we started filling the car. Anyway, it it wasn't filling. And we're like, what's going on? Like, oh, my God, we put the nozzle in right. Yep. And then what we could see was fuel coming out underneath the car. <gasps> Ooh. Typ- typically not where you want the fuel to end up, <laughs> sure. No, not necessarily. <laughs> um, and so what we, uh, we're three women who are very clued and, you know, we know what we're doing nine times out of ten. Strong, independent mm. women, uh, yeah. Sure, go. We're driving an emergency services vehicle. Um <laughs> We have fuel leaking under the car. We can't move the car now because it could set the place alight. <gasps> um, we've got the lady from the fuel station out trying to soak it all up. We're going, oh, no, who do we call? Because any way that we called anyone, it was going to be embarrassing for us because of the service we worked for. Um, anyway, so three women a cut fuel line from somebody who jumped the night fence the night before to get the fuel out. Um, a tow oh. truck, uh, multiple trips back and forth to get us home. And a really um, happy boss, Lauren? Yeah, yeah, really, really happy boss who then had to go and check every other car to make sure that the others yeah. hadn't had the same done. So uh, that was great at 7 a.m. on a Tuesday morning Jesus. a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. It's rough. Lauren, yeah. if you had to throw a dollar value on it, how much are we talking here? Oh. Like what in terms of the damages that's been done to the car? I reckon it probably would have come in about 10 grand by the end of it. Jeez Louise. That's right. Um, Laura, I've got to tell you as well, by the way, I don't know if that's your fault. 
Like Lauren, I, I, I don't know if, if someone's cut the cut the fuel line. That doesn't seem like Lauren's <laughs> fault, does no, it? No, no, you need an instruction manual for that one. Thanks yeah. for sharing, Lauren. I don't know about that, let's go over to Daniel from Golden Square. Daniel, what's happened, mate? How much did you cost your work? Uh, three and a half grand. Oh, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, mate, what's happened here? So it was back when we had that uh, really bad rain a while ago. Yeah. Um, I'm a truck driver, and my GPS sent me a really stupid way, as they do. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I ended up, oh, I ran off the road and got bogged. Oh, no. Uh, I rang me boss. Yep, no problem. We'll send a tow truck out. Um, they sent a tow truck that then itself got bogged. <laughs> tow truck got bogged. And then they, uh, they had yeah. to send out another tow truck with some heavy earth moving machinery behind it to get both of us unstuck. You need a tow and truck, then, tow truck. Okay. Yeah. All said and done by the end of it, including three lots of $300 cleaning fees no. ended up about three and a half grand. Jeez, because of the conga line of bogging. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, if you yeah. Anything that happens with a truck, that's, that's not going to be a cheap thing. They're a big, expensive machinery. Let's wrap things up. Let's go to Josh from Kennington here. Uh, Josh, mate, tell us how much did you cost your work? Uh, yeah, g'day, guys. It actually was a mate of mine. He used yeah. to work at um, Rebel Sport. And um, as you do on a Sunday, pretty little bit boring, pretty quiet. So he used to bounce one of those uh, bouncy down balls around. Yeah, and anyway, yeah. one day he bounced it up against the wall, <laughs> um, unfortunately straight into the fire alarm button, which, oh! um, yeah, proceeded <laughs> to evacuate the whole shop and saturate, saturate everything. So... I'm not sure the exact figure. But a the, lot. Um, yeah. I yeah. Does he get a slap on the wrist for that, Josh? Or what, how how much punishment are we talking there from the, from the bosses? <laughs> well, do you know? Uh, well, yeah, we we're still at high school at the time, so he was underage. So I think they kind of they let him off a little bit. Um, <sighs> but uh, yeah, he's definitely in the bad books. That's for sure. I'm yeah. sure Josh's friend did this and is dealing with it very well. <laughs> hey, at least yeah. it didn't cost him ninety thousand dollars. You know, not as bad as the British Airways bloke. <laughs> Joined right now by a man whose business card says CEO slash spokesperson, but it might also say giraffe wrangler. Uh, it's Jonathan Peatfield, uh, CEO of Life Ed. Good morning, Jono. Good morning. How are you? We're really well, Jono. We are so excited to talk to you because we hear you are the closest point of contact to Healthy Harold. Yeah, I uh, I get told what to do on a daily basis by the, the great giraffe himself, Healthy Harold. <laughs> this is huge. Well, this is great news because on the show lately, Jono, we've been talking about how Jules, uh, for whatever reason, somehow grew up throughout Vic and didn't have the experience of having Healthy Harold visit her school. She had no idea who it was. We've heard rumors yeah, and stuff, but we can get you to guarantee right now that Healthy Harold is still out and about and he's making trips around. 100%. Great. Yeah, healthy Harold is alive, well, and still as healthy healthy as ever. I've heard so many good things about him. How many years has he been around for? So over 40 years now. Um, <laughs> he's, he's... Life Ed, yeah, started back uh, in Sydney, actually, in 1979. Uh, Reverend Ted Knoss started as a way of trying to introduce some early education around drug and alcohol content. Well, he looks um, good. We, I saw yeah. some videos of him online. We've seen some pictures recently of him, John. He's obviously taking his own advice for the healthy lifestyles because he, <laughs> he looks good. Um, and again, we, like we've been talking about this, John, because of the, the nostalgia factor. And yeah. maybe we're not paying 100% attention as we're kids. What's the exact, like, what what is he talking about? Because I remember sort of an anatomically correct model of the human body. But what what's he talking yeah. about? What's he educating kids on? Well, look, it's, it's evolved over the years, um, and no doubt 
um, you, you sort of had a, a certain experience, Nick, mm. um, and I'm sure it was only a couple of years ago. You'd be fresh out of out of school, no doubt. Um, but we've look, we've evolved over the years. So originally, it started as drug and alcohol yep. uh, content, and we've moved into nutrition, um, healthy lifestyle, safety. Um, that was sort of the basis of it originally, but we've since moved into cyber safety. Um, we're doing social and emotional learning now. Um, we're just launching a couple of new programs called the Inside Story, which dives down into physical health. Um, and, and then we've also entered the early learning market. Um, so we have three programs that uh, Harold runs in early learning centres, which has been pretty cool. So we now start at age three and get those really critical, important messages out there. Jeez, he's covering certainly a lot oh, of ground. Many feathers in Harold's hat. Busy man. I imagine over exactly. the years, Jono, there's been plenty of incredible memories. Yeah, certainly. Look, it's um, it, it's been pretty pretty amazing. You know, uh, Harold gets around to nearly seven hundred thousand young people every year across <laughs> Australia, which is kind of remarkable um, for one giraffe. It's a big big effort. Mm. Um, as, as a touring and, artist, and, 700,000 is incredible numbers. You'd be you're happy yeah. to put those up. Yeah. Almost as good as Taronga Zoo get, I think. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, look, and it's, it's just it's critical. And the beauty now is that we're getting a generation of kids coming through the program whose mm. parents saw it. Mm. And so they go home, they share the experience, and it kind of revitalizes that uh, conversation around the dinner table and mum and dad can, can buy into it and remember what they learned. Um, Tam that you spoke of, which is the, the model, the body model is now an augmented reality app, oh, which wow. is pretty cool. So you can scan a QR code in the van and on top of the, the child pops like a skeletal system. Um, and they can go through and, and understand the body in augmented reality, um, which yeah, definitely keeps that, um, enthusiasm and energy alive uh, as we're delivering the program. Well, it's interesting to hear about the newer versions of some of the tech that's being put into mm. the, uh, the experience. Jono, as we've been talking to people who have been calling into the show and sharing what they remember, we're starting to understand that everyone has had a di- seemingly a different experience. We've had people where they have, they've watched it either online and seen Harold that way. Some people yeah. remember the classic Harold as a puppet. They're seeing 3D animations. There's multiple versions of Harold's experience out there, is there? Yeah, there certainly is, and, and each sort of state and territory, uh, territory has their own mm. sort of twist on how they deliver the program. Um, COVID was a great opportunity for us, as tough as it was for everyone. It allowed us to actually double down and really look at how we deliver the program. So we've now got online versions, so there's like Harold YouTube, basically, so you can jump on our website, <laughs> yeah. and there's click-and-play sessions. Um, we can do virtual programs, so live stream into a classroom, uh, we've done that with School of the Air. So we had like kids from all around Australia zooming in and we've got a studio uh, in Sydney that we, we produce from. Wow. Um, you can get it through the mobile learning centre. You can have a direct delivery in the classroom. We've even built a pop-up. Um, so we've got a, a ute which has an inflatable kind of classroom that cool. pops up off the back of it what? so we can go into a school that way. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah we've, love that. we've really adapted how we deliver the program, which has been fantastic. Uh, one thing, just before we let you go, Jono, <laughs> again, we thank you for your time. Um, in terms of delivering programs, obviously one of the main conduits of the program is Healthy Harold himself. Jules and I, it's been a while since I've gone. Jules hasn't. We're both Never. hoping to go in the near future. Can you just sort of take us back and tell us, I mean, and again, this might be different per person for whatever they experience. How does Harold communicate? Because I was thinking it was sort of a head shake and a nod, but our producer Matt says he remembers 
Harold whispering into the air, oh, into the ear of the person mm. that's like in the classroom with What's them. What's a method of communication? Yeah, well, look, Jules, we can't wait to to get you in and have a look at the oh, session. Yes. I think the team have lined something up for you. I can't believe you've missed out. I um, know. Look, Never Harold, too late. Uh, Harold, like all giraffes, um, can't talk. So he, he <laughs> so he's, he's in of himself anatomically <laughs> he, correct. He, he communicates through the educator who's got a magic talent of being able to speak giraffe yeah, wow. uh, and engages with the student through our educator in the classroom. But uh, he certainly reacts. He plays games, a lot of tricks, mm. has a lot of fun, um, all in the name of having providing entertaining education to make sure that the, the students in the class take away the core messages but have a lot of fun doing it. And, you know, we base the whole concept off making sure that it's a memorable experience where they take really key outcomes away but have mm. an awesome time doing it and sparks conversations like this, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. Hey, we're glad that he has the interpreter so we can get the message across. And as you said, Harold, getting across that message to over 700,000 kids wow. across Australia. Jules, you're soon to be one of those 700,000. That's exciting. Awesome. Jono, we are very pumped to have spoken to you this morning. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, guys. Look, if there are any schools out there uh, like Jules' schools that haven't had Life Ed or Healthy mm. Harold, then we'd encourage you to Jump on the website and put an inquiry and we can get someone to give you a buzz and talk you through it. That was the Nick and Jules podcast.